Hello, this is Gurmeher from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 8th of July. The West Bengal Panchayat polls held today were marred by widespread violence and irregularities. So far, at least nine people have lost their lives due to election-related violence. Reports said polling booths were vandalized and ballot papers were set on fire or snatched in some areas. Despite the Calcutta High Court's orders to deploy central forces outside every polling booth, many locations in the state lacked such deployment. The casualties of the violence included five members of the Trinamool Congress and one each from the BJP, CPIM, Congress and an independent candidate supporter. Trinamool Congress workers were killed in separate incidents in Nadia, Murshidabad, Domkal and Malda districts. A BJP polling agent was allegedly killed in Kushbihar. Another body was discovered in Khargram. Governor C.V. Ananda Bose visited the violence-hit areas in North 24 Parganas, which has witnessed the highest number of deaths since the initiation of the Panchayat polls. Incidents of violence were also reported from Purva Bardaman and Diamond Harbour. Videos and images circulated on social media showed open ballot boxes in fields, rigging, snatching of ballot papers, pouring water in ballot boxes and even arson at a polling booth in Dinhata. Attacks on polling agents were seen across the state. Opposition supporters were confined in Bangar and people queuing to cast their votes were injured by gunshots in Islampur as armed miscreants roamed rural areas. Incidents of crude bomb attacks were also recorded. Early in the morning, long queues formed outside polling booths despite intermittent rain. About 5.67 crore electors were eligible to vote for 63,239 gram panchayat seats, 9,730 panchayat samiti seats and 928 Zilla Parishad seats. There were a total of 2.06 lakh candidates contesting the elections, with the Trinamool Congress, Bharati Janta Party and Communist Party of India Marxists fielding candidates on thousands of seats. The Panchayat polls were announced on 8th of June. Ahead of voting day, 18 individuals had already lost their lives due to election-related clashes. Today, Prime Minister Narendra Modi embarked on a tour of several states beginning with Telangana. During his visit to Varangal, he laid the foundation stone for infrastructure development projects worth 6,100 crore. The event was attended by State Governor Tamil Sai Sondarajan, Union Minister for Road Transport and Highways Nitin Gadkari, Union Tourism Minister and newly appointed President of BJP in Telangana G. Kishan Reddy, BJP MP Bandi Sanjay Kumar and other leaders. After Telangana, PM Modi travelled to Rajasthan where he addressed the rally at Norang Deitsar in Bikane district. The Rajasthan BJP unit said that the PM would inaugurate projects valued at over 2,500 crore rupees in the state. Prior to these visits, the Prime Minister had inaugurated and laid foundation stones for eight projects worth around 7,600 crore rupees in Chhattisgarh. In the past two days, the PM has toured four states including Chhattisgarh, Uttar Pradesh, Telangana and Rajasthan. With the exception of Uttar Pradesh, all the other states are scheduled to hold elections later in the year. With Pawar versus Pawar rivalry intensifying, Nationalist Congress Party President Sharad Pawar commenced his tour of Maharashtra from Nashik district. In response to his nephew Ajit Pawar's advice to step back from politics, Senior Pawar said, and I quote, I'm neither tired nor retired, unquote. He emphasised that the NCP will hold rallies outside of Maharashtra as well. This came amid Pawar's power struggle with his nephew Ajit, who joined the Shiv Sena BJP government and became the second deputy chief minister of Maharashtra. Sharad Pawar kick-started his state tour with a rally in Yola, the constituency of rebel party leader Chagan Bujbal. NCP MLA Jitendra Avad expressed support for Pawar and said that he will receive a grand reception as people stand behind him. 
During the rally, Sharad Pawar commented on BJP's attempts to weaken opposition parties in the country. He said that although there may be ideological differences, he does not consider anyone as an enemy in politics. He also asserted that all the rebel NCP MLAs would lose in the elections. Meanwhile, NCP leader Prafil Patil, accompanied by Jeet Pawar, dismissed the split within the party and said they have the support of over 40 MLAs. The Ajit Pawar faction of NCP has approached the election commission to claim the name and symbol of the party. Patel said that Ajit Pawar was chosen as the leader during a meeting on 30th of June and he himself was appointed as the national working president. Amid the NCP fiasco, Maharashtra Assembly Speaker Rahul Narvekar issued notices to 40 MLAs of Shiv Sena's Eknath Shinde faction, including Shinde himself and 14 MLAs of Uddhav Thakre faction seeking their replies on disqualification petitions. Following PDP President Mehbooba Mufti's criticism of the Jammu and Kashmir administration's decision to provide land to landless people under the Pradhan Mantri Awas Yojana, other political parties in the valley have also raised questions and sought clarification. National Conference Vice President Omar Abdullah demanded clarification on the definition of homeless and whether people who arrived after 2019 would be included. People's Conference President Sajad Loon stressed the need for clarity on eligibility criteria and urged that land allocation should be done only for the pre-2019 state subjects. The PDP expressed disappointment with the lack of transparency in the process and questioned the increase in the number of homeless people. In response, the administration said the data was collected through surveys held in 2018-2019 to fill the gap between the overall target and eligible beneficiaries as per the 2011 census. U.S. President Joe Biden today defends his very difficult decision to provide Ukraine with cluster bombs despite their known record of causing civilian casualties. President Biden explained that the decision was driven by Ukraine's dwindling ammunition supplies. While Ukrainian leaders welcomed the move, it faced criticism from human rights groups and some Democrats. A Moscow envoy criticized Washington's cynicism and the U.N. Human Rights Office called for an immediate cessation of the use of such munitions. The decision to supply cluster bombs bypasses U.S. laws prohibiting their production, use or transfer if failure rate exceeds 1%. Russia's ambassador to the U.S. condemned the decision, raising concerns about the risk to civilians. German officials expressed understanding for the U.S. position but clarified that Germany would not provide such munitions to Ukraine. Listeners, we have a new NLCNA project to bring you ground reports from Manipur, which has been witnessing a wave of violence for the past two months. The ethnic clashes in the state have brought to the fore many crucial questions. What is keeping the state simmering? Why is the government unable to stop the violence? And what lies ahead for the people of the northeastern state? In this project, the News Laundry team will travel to Manipur to find the answers. Contribute to help us tell these stories. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app, watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.